Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this word. A very famous passage in the scriptures. And Lord, in the time that we have allotted, may we see something of the wonder of your resurrection, but know your presence in our lives and especially in our hearts. In our Saviour's name. Amen. Amen. There are numerous sophisticated ways of travelling today. But still around the world, millions of people rely on Shanks' pony. They still rely on walking. And they have to walk everywhere. And in the Middle East, uh, at the time of Jesus' time, people walked. Yes, they may have had a donkey or some other form of transport, but generally speaking, people walked. And we got a picture of walking. One of the wonderful things I love about walking is that when I'm walking, um, I can mull over things in my head. I can think about things. When Eva and I go out for a walk together, well, she goes on her buggy, uh, <laughs> I walk. Uh, when we go out together, we're able to talk about life, talk about family situation, and some of that stuff is, is churned over and chatted through, coming to some decisions, coming to some ideas. I'm sure each one of us uh, has done that in our life. Um, you know, you sometimes say, I'm going out for a walk. Because <laughs> you need to get your head. But these guys, these folk were going on a walk, and more than likely they were going back to the place they live. We're not too sure. But they were going out of Jerusalem on the afternoon of uh, Jesus' resurrection and they were walking. It, we're told it was seven miles. I find that really fascinating. Um, I do a walk regularly to AFC Bournemouth, got football in notice. I, I did a walk, I, 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 and I walked to AFC Bournemouth, and that's exactly seven miles. There they are, not a lot of people know that. And, and, uh, but the last walk I did, some friends said to me, have you ever walked across the heathland that brings you out to East Avenue? Do you know where East Avenue is? And so I went on this walk, God dear me, that was, and, and I came to this hill, and it was really steep just past the stream, some of you may have done this walk, and it was all gravelly, old, you know, the, 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 the heather and all that had come away, and it was still a path, and it, it was just there, it was slippery and gravelly, and, and it was really hard to get up that slope, and this road to Emmaus, we tend to think is nice sort of, meandering paths like going through Koi Pond, but more than likely it would have been more like going up to East Avenue across the heathland, uh, 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 rubbly and, and gravelly. So uh, we don't know how long it took, but they met with the Lord on this journey. And there's one of two reflections I'd like us to think about as we think about this really famous encounter that day. And there's some powerful things in this passage. And we, we seriously would be here all night if we were able to unpack it, reverse it, and everything. So I just want to throw some things in the pot, go away, think about it yourselves, go out for a walk, and uh, uh, allow God to speak as you think about this passage. The first thing we see, that they were uh, sorrowful. Um, the scripture actually says uh, they were downcast. They were, uh, you know, and uh, he, he, Jesus asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? Now, you know, it, uh, um, I've been out walking and I've heard people talk and you think to yourself, 
Chris, I wonder what they're talking about. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> Have you ever done that? And you, but, but the Lord was listening uh, from a short distance and uh, he, he came into their conversation and uh, asked them, what are you talking about? And they stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas said, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened in these days? And then Jesus asked, what things? They were disappointed. So not only were they sorrowful, they were disappointed because they said, but we had hoped that he was the one that was going to redeem Israel. And it's three days since this has taken place. So they were a bit disappointed because probably, like the disciples did on the, on the ascension day, when Jesus was going to ride up, rise to heaven and, and Jesus had told them to go and be my disciples and he gave them all these wonderful commandments and they stood there on the hill and said, are you going to redeem Israel now? <laughs> you know, they didn't get it. <laughs> and, and today, in this, there was that sense of uh, disappointment. Uh, you know, he hadn't done what he really said he was going to do. And they were disappointed. And then they were bewildered because they discovered that the tomb had been empty. And they go on, this sort of gospel according to Cleopas. He, he's, he's running through these different themes here of what happened. He's, he's going over the account of what happened uh, that day when the disciples of Mary had been to the tomb and the body wasn't there. So they were bewildered. What is really interesting about this is that they knew the facts. They knew the fact, facts of what had happened. That, that they had been able to uh, deliver it to Jesus, share it with Jesus, and say, this is what's been happening. All of us who have been brought up in the church through our lives, some of us have been to Sunday school, so through little, whatever, we all know the facts. We? We've been told it. We've read it. We all know the fact. Some we can recite it off by heart. Some of us even got Sunday school prizes for doing so. The amount of prizes I got for learning John three sixteen. But we can we can repeat it, can't we? And we know it. But what these guys needed to do, what these people needed to do, is find the risen Lord and meet the risen Lord. They knew the facts of what had happened. But actually, they needed their account of the risen Lord, which they were having with, if they'd only realised, which they realised later. Knowing the facts, however, they hadn't met the risen Lord. Okay. They had an encounter with Jesus, which was eventually revealed. They had an understanding of what had been said about Jesus. And Jesus gave them this Bible study. I just find this fascinating. It's one of those places in the Bible that you'd love to have been there on that wall, listening in. Because they had their own private account. So I could walk to Bournemouth in about an hour and 45, adding sort of rocky, messy road, about two and a half hours. So a two and a half hour walk with Jesus doing a mega Bible study about him, about his life, about the prophecies in the Old Testament, right going back to Genesis, right through. We can imagine the passages, the passages that you read, Carol, 
probably as well from Isaiah. He was bringing it all together for them in his incredible Bible study of Scripture uh, to them that day. And uh, wow, that must have been an incredible Bible study. But it was really interesting. It was only till later that they realized that it was the Lord. He was putting into them the Word of God. He was laying into them the Word of God. He was feeding them with the Word of God, the Word of Christ in the Old Testament, of where he was and who he was. And it was only later when they asked him to stay that when he broke bread, they realized who he was, that he was revealed to them. And that must have been an incredible moment. So they had all the they had all the sort of knowledge of what had happened. They'd been around. They'd seen it all happen. They knew about what they'd been told about Jesus. He had told them about way back in the scriptures. But they needed an encounter. But they needed that to be revealed within them. And many many Christian people today, who have been brought up in the church or whatever, have a head knowledge all the stuff that they know but it has to go to the heart it has to go within and this is the point of this passage I believe the point of the passage is this is that the risen Lord will soon go and he talked about that in those days left before he was ascended and he he began to prepare the disciples for his return but that they needed to know Jesus within didn't our hearts burn within us while we talked on the road and he opened the scriptures that's got to be one of the great verses in scripture isn't it didn't our hearts burn within us and if I remember rightly the Greek word is, is like the burning embers that are going burning in the fire you know just they're, they're really warm in the heart of the fire you know uh, and, and so in the center we need the presence of God by, by, his, by his Holy Spirit to bring us God's word. And let's move on. Because we all need the knowledge, we all need to know Jesus personally. They needed to know Jesus personally for that, for that first part of that journey, right up until they got to Emmaus in that seven miles, in that great Bible study. It wasn't until after they realized and they'd seen didn't our hearts burn within us so how are we to read this today they had Jesus with them they saw him he gave them that great Bible study but nothing has changed really in that sense because we have the risen Lord with us and we have the word and the spirit that work in tandem together so just as Jesus was sharing the, the, the Old Testament with them about him it was the Holy Spirit that was warming their hearts. Warming their hearts within. And, and that is the way it works, isn't it? The Spirit of God comes through the pages. Comes through the pages. All Scripture is inspired, we know. And it's the author himself reveals the Scriptures to us. Jesus said just a few days before uh, in John's Gospel about the Holy Spirit. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. 
And then it goes on. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father will testify about me. One of the roles and works of the Holy Spirit is to teach us and remind us about the teachings, but also to glorify Jesus, to bring Jesus to us in our hearts and in our lives. When he comes, he will prove the world to be wrong. And then there's that passage that talks about uh, revealing sin and revealing how, uh, who the devil is and the judgment upon the devil. And so the, the work of the Holy Spirit is to work in people's lives and to bring about that change that comes from finding and knowing Jesus. And then he says in John 16, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father's mind. That is why I've said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Isn't that amazing? So on this day when they were walking along, it was almost a precursor to, to the Spirit coming at Pentecost in the way that the Holy Spirit works through the Scriptures and the, the Scriptures speak into the heart, burning within the heart. Didn't our hearts burn within us? A number of people have said to me, and even in my own experience, on my own conversion, is that you're, you're in a room and somebody's preaching or you're in a situation where people have been reading their Bible and God has spoken to them and it's as though they're the only person in the room. The only person. And there's that just deep conviction inside, that welling up of, of burning truth in the heart because it's gone from there into here, the response to come from the heart. To choose. Didn't our hearts burn within us? On the 24th of May in 1738, some of you may well know this story, but it's worth mentioning because it fits in well with this passage. John Wesley, that evening he reluctantly attended a meeting at Aldersgate. Now, you can actually go and see a plaque on the wall, not the stuff you've got on your teeth, but you can get the plaque on the wall, and that it tells you the exact place. And right next door is the, is the Museum of London. Anybody been to the Museum of London? And just outside the main door is a massive big uh, bronze scroll. And on this scroll are these words, which I'm going to read to you. Someone read from Luther's preface to the Epistle of Romans. It was the Moravians he went to see. At 8.45 p.m., while he was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation, and an assurance was given to me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. Didn't our hearts burn within us? And that's the work of the Holy Spirit through generations, through years, 
still working today in people's lives. So the challenge for all of us is, has that work been done in our lives? Has it come from here? All that knowledge, all the stuff we know, has it been transformed into knowing the person of it? And that's Jesus, ourselves, the risen Lord. Did our hearts burn within us, they said, as he talked upon the road and opened up the scriptures. So on this journey, we have a great sense of the, the Spirit and the Word working together through the ministry of Jesus himself. And he is still ministering because he says that the Spirit will reveal him and teach him and the words will come from him through the Spirit to us in this day. In a moment of reflection, two things may be for us to do. One is to challenge ourselves. Do we know the Lord so deeply in our lives, in our hearts? Have we felt that burning of the presence of the Spirit in our lives? But secondly, maybe there's someone we know that we've been praying for for a number of years that we wish that they would come in. Our desire is for them to come into the kingdom of God. Maybe our prayer could be, Lord, place your word in their hearts so that they will burn, so that they will be, uh, Calvin calls it almost like an irresistible grace. It's irresistible, that burning inside that we come, we come. We're, we're not our hearts burning within us while we talked on the road and opened up the scriptures. Let's have a moment of quiet, shall we? <clears throat> Heavenly Father, our desire is that all men and women will know that burning of the presence of the Lord in our in their lives. Lord, help us, Lord, to be good ministers of your gospel. Help us to be good teachers of your gospel, especially of your word, so that the Spirit and the word can work together, convicting and bringing individuals into the kingdom, Lord. That is our prayer in our Saviour's name. Amen. Amen. As we stand and as we say our affirmation of faith, maybe we can pray as we go, Lord, just speak into our hearts. Let's stand. <clears throat> Do you believe and trust in God the Father, source of all being and life, the one for whom we exist? Believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son, who took our human nature died and rose again. We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit, 
who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world. We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Let's just spend a moment in prayer. And there are a number of things that we can bring to the Lord this day. our world as we look out upon our world there would have been many Christians who would not have been able to have worshipped in their homes because of the bloodshed that they witnessed they not worshipped in their church because of the bloodshed they witnessed last weekend and before There may be other situations that we've seen uh, read in our newspapers or seen on our TVs and heard on our radios. So let's spend a moment bringing those situations to the Lord. And if you wish to pray out loud, no pressure to do so, then please do. Mm -hmm. 